0: I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am speaking with Prudence Todd. Prudence is coming to us today from the Sunshine Coast of Australia. She is a holistic pelvic care practitioner and comes to us with years of expertise, with a degree in midwifery and nursing, as well as a mother. I have alluded to it briefly in episodes, but my background is in women's health physical therapy and I'm beyond excited to have Prudence on. The world of women's health is still up and coming, so there's still a lot of education to be done here. I am so happy that we could give greater exposure to this topic, as well as back it up with a wonderful book flight that Prudence has provided for us. Welcome to the show, Prudence. Thank you so much, Kara. It's really exciting to be here. I'm so excited we made this connection and we could make it happen.
1: <laughs> I know. Connections around the world are super, super accessible now. It's really, really great. So thanks for inviting
0: me. You are very welcome. Well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about who you are? So my name is Prudence
1: Todd, and as you said, I live on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. So right on the beach, 15 minutes from the beach, and I am married to a beautiful man. Um, We've been together for 25 years now, and uh, we have four children a daughter who's 20 and three boys, 18, 14 and 12. So all so fun. Yeah, yeah, I have been a mama for 20 years and that really um, has been a journey in itself. I've experienced a lot of struggles in my motherhood life. I've experienced a lot of years of postnatal depression, which I worked through and healed for myself. And that really molded my children and how they've experienced the world as well. yeah. Um, but uh, before I had kids, I did midwifery and I was a registered nurse. And then during my time of having children, I was out of the system for long enough that I I had to kind of had a little change in career. So um, once the children were old enough, I became a restorative Pilates instructor and kind of okay. started attracting women, having conversations about you know, their bodies and what had happened during birth. And I had four bubbies at home. Um, So I've always been very interested in, you know, birth, holistic birth, trusting our bodies. Um A number of those births were c- kind of tricky. Sure. Um, <laughs> took me on my own journey as done, as has um, the impact of those births, which is why I'm really passionate about what I do. So, Um, More recent years, I've become more specifically helping women with holistic health, um, pelvic health care. And so a lot of what I do with women is really based on all of that, like my own experience, my midwifery, what women come and tell me about their experiences of their body and bringing that all together and trying to help women actually have language about what's going on in their body so that they feel more free to talk about it. I can give them a safe space to talk about it. And then we can access a beautiful sense of healing in their bodies. That's actually just resting there for them to discover. I just facilitate the process.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's amazing and it's so true. I always call like the area of the pelvis, the dead zone. Like we don't really think about it until there's a problem that goes with it. And because we've spent our whole life like ignoring that area of our body, I have found that it's so hard for, like you said, the patients to kind of describe what's happening or what they're feeling. Um, And so I totally hear what you're saying on that, that it's it's there, it's within our bodies, but we just need to know how to access that.
1: Totally. And, you know, birth and illness is one thing that will call us home to access it. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a humbling experience, isn't it? <laughs> it is,
1: totally. So when
0: you were a midwife, were you working in a hospital setting or where were you working it uh, when you were a midwife, registered nurse?
1: Yeah, so when I was a registered nurse, I worked in a few different hospitals and then I went on to do my midwifery and I was really blessed. I actually did a diploma in midwifery and I was one of the last kind of phase of women who worked on the job at uni. So okay. I was actually paid as a uni student to work, which doesn't happen nice. these days. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So now if you do midwifery through uni, that it's your own time that you're doing those hours in. So I was really blessed to be able to, you know, jump straight into the birth suite, learn on the spot. Um, and I did that <clears throat> for the 12 months of my diploma. And then I went into working as a midwife And then I became pregnant with my first baby, and that I I worked until I was about 35 weeks. And um, then after that, I kind of thought, right, I'm just going to focus on being a mum. But I just kept attracting women, even moved to Canada to kind of like, you know, give myself a little bit of a break. We took a two and four year old to Canada and lived there for 12 months. And even at the markets there, I would come across, end up being at a home birth in Canada, which was really beautiful. (laughs) And ended up doing some work with a, you know, in, intensive care bubby specialist over there. And it's just something that is in my heart. And I just love working with women around birth and how it impacts their bodies.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I think it really is a calling for sure. Do you I have a question? Do you cry at all of the births? I feel like the few that I have witnessed, I'm like, I'm so tearful and not not even just my own. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a miracle, right? Like everything that goes into like bringing that baby into the world is incredible and it just hits me with all the emotions, whether it's my own birth or not. Totally.
1: I, I totally hear you. And for me, you know, since having the kids and not going back to work in the system, um, basically once I had children, they said that I needed to go and do my degree again. So I was like, because I'd been out for so long and I was like, oh, yeah. uh, that's not happening. So I'm going to recreate myself with the knowledge that I have on board and I'm going to do what I love to do. <clears throat> and um, so I really felt that if I was going to be at birth, it needed to be kind of like divine inspiration. <laughs> it needed to be Like the universe needed to come together in a way because I had four kids to look after. So the births that I've been at really feel like it's been orchestrated outside of myself. So, yes, you know, there's tears and there's like a sense of privilege and honour to even have that experience and to be there and to witness a little life coming into the world. It is very, very special.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love hearing the birth stories. I'm like, I remember when I would have patients come in the clinic and they'd be like, well, I'd like, just tell me all about it. Cause they're like, well, I don't need to tell you. I'm like, no, I would love to hear it. And we've got an hour together anyways. You might as well tell me like, cause it That's is such, beautiful. A, like you said, even just hearing the story of it, there's an honor and a privilege to be a part of that. Um, so now that you've recreated yourself a little bit, is there other people like you that have this type of job or have you kind of made your own unique position with that?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question because obviously from your background, you know that there's pelvic floor therapy and there's pelvic floor therapists and here in Australia, we call them pel- pelvic floor physios. Okay. Um, So if a woman is wanting to kind of seek help with pelvic floor issues or trauma or dysfunction, she could go to a GP, she could go to a gynecologist or a pelvic floor physio or therapist. Um, It's a really good question because I've had some people that I've come across and they've said, oh, do you know anybody that does what I do in my area? And I'm like, well, no, I don't. But I do know of women that do similar work. And holistic pelvic care is something that um, is global. I I have done a couple of different um, programs and courses that just integrate my midwifery with what I know about birth, what I know about the female body and... Um, so Tammy Kent's work, she's in the States. Yes, yeah. Okay. She, um, yeah, she's got contacts with therapists around the world. So you can actually access her site and, you know, get resources and find out if you are looking for holistic pelvic therapy. Perfect. Um, That's what
0: I was kind of thinking As for our listeners, yeah. like if you're, this episode is resonating with you and you're wanting to find someone to help you do this type of work, like where could they Where could they go to access that? So I will post um, Tammy Kent's work. I'll post the website on our show notes as well. So that'll be accessible there. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. I think it's women really searching for something beyond the physical healing. It's being held as a whole woman for all the emotional experiences that you've been through as well as the physical in your body.
0: And I'm not sure where I learned it or what book I've read it along in my course of study. But it's always stuck with me that as women, we tend to store our emotions in our pelvis and how there's so much of an emotional component that needs to be addressed with just the physical. And I would say more often than not, the chronic patients I was seeing, the ones that were not getting better was they had other things going on than just the physical component. So true. So So true. Yeah. You know, finding that um, access to that. And ironically, like not to get too much into like my birth stories, but when I had my third, between my second and my third child, I went and saw a practitioner, I'm assuming is similar to you. We walked through the traumatic birth stories I had from my previous two deliveries. And she really helped me work through that. And all we, we did was talk. I did not do any physical work to myself. And I always say then that after I had our third child, that that just healed me. And I really think it was the emotional healing that I did right up into the delivery with him. And then I felt the power in my own body. Like I was able to access that energy that I was never able to access before. And so I'm like, all my other issues were kind of healed from that. Like I had a successful delivery in my eyes, right? Quote, unquote, my Mm -hmm. success. Um, and it was amazing i'm like i didn't even do the physical work like i know how to do this and i could do but it's kind of hard to treat myself <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah it was incredible and so i would highly recommend if you have any sort of birth trauma um that do this type of work and it, it'll it be life-changing
1: yeah it really is and uh, i would say you know 95 of the women that come and see me or that i talk to online come for a specific reason which is like they then realize it's the tip of the iceberg and then we start to like work with all of the underlying emotional issues the way they view themselves as a woman the way they carry themselves as a mother in the world like there's so much there that adds to what we're feeling in our bodies and you know that what we're experiencing through our pelvic floor translates to every relationship that we have around us how we feel about ourselves translates to how we mother our children and how we relate to our partner um so there can be a a huge roll on effect and impact to many areas of our life if we don't pay this area or the cues that our body's giving us attention
0: yeah like anything, right? I think just listening to the body. I feel like I would say that so much. Like, mm-hmm. just listen to your body. It will guide you. It will help you. And the the fun side of it is, I would have patients coming in and they're like, Well, I was doing this stretch because it felt really good. And I was like, Well, I would have assigned you that stretch. So, like, you are intuitive, right? Like, your body will tell you what you need if you listen to it. And mm-hmm. to try to empower patients, right? Like, you, don- you don't need me the whole step of the way. I will help you. But like, you were already doing things that, felt good to you and that was right like that's what I would have been telling you to do along the way yeah so totally it was really cool yeah well let's um talk a little bit about you personally and in your busy life how do you find time to read
1: that's a really funny I find it funny actually because I wouldn't consider myself a reader as such and the only reason I say that is because whenever I pick up a book I read about 10 pages max if I even get there and I fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) But my husband will tell you that I have used books my whole motherhood and I have used them for resources more than probably enjoyment, although I get so much enjoyment from extensive reading on things that I really am passionate about. So the books that I read are really about developing myself as a person as a woman how to you know whatever phase I'm in in my life they're the books that I'm reading yeah
0: so when you say you read 10 pages is that like then you'll pick it up again tomorrow and you'll read the next 10 pages are you more reading it like this topic is relevant right now so I'm gonna pull from it
1: yeah I probably um if it's really really engaging me and I'm really like I'm studying something I'll read it you know probably every other day during the week but I might pick up a book and I'll read you know 10 or 20 pages and then I won't pick it up again for a few days because life is just busy or I'm just tired and I like to prioritize my sleep and you know so I'm unlike my daughter who just you know we haphazardly went to the library on the weekend and she went in we haven't been to the library since she was like little (laughs) and we were there with our niece and nephew and she just wandered in picked up a book and she's like I'm afraid to start reading again because she's an entrepreneur herself and she's like I'm afraid to pick up this book because I know that I won't put it down and I, I need to get my work done I was like I do not have that problem <laughs>
0: that's that's a Phoebe problem <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's where you differ there huh <laughs> totally yeah I found yeah. that I guess in times when I've been intense studying right like when I've been in school programs I am the same as your daughter I cannot allow myself to pick up a book for leisure because I will know that I will gravitate towards wanting to read the book of leisure than like actually study the material <laughs> Yeah. Totally. I was supposed to be studying, but I think I hear what you're saying as well. Once I got out and found the you know, area of women's health and I wanted to go down that road, I would pick up books that would tie into that and I found it fascinating. So I was like learning for my job to help my patients along the way, but I was also reading for leisure because it was something I was very like you were have been saying is very passionate about. So mm, totally. And I like to be off my screens
1: before I go to sleep. So I've normally got a little pile right beside my bed. And I just know that I'll pick up a book, whatever it is that I feel inspired to read and I'll read a few pages and that just settles my body. So it's also like a, it's a reconnection with myself tool as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So one other question here before we like dive out to the book flight, but what or when would you tell a woman that she should come see you? Like if you were going to a group of women, I guess this is hard because you could be a different patient populations, right? Um, But what would you say would maybe be an indicator for a woman, like, knowing they need to seek a provider like you to help Mm. them?
1: Yeah, there's quite an array of things that they could be going through, but generally in relation to the pelvic floor, it would be, um, like, leaking pee when you sneeze, cough, can't exercise with your – or jump up and down and enjoy your children because – you know, you're experiencing leaking. It could be heaviness. It could be um, like feeling a real heaviness in the pelvis that's not going away. It's like that your body's telling you something. It's not being able to go to the toilet properly, feeling pain in the pelvis, feeling pain during intimacy. Um, feeling like you have some tummy separation where the abdominal muscles separate and, you know, you're feeling like your body is weak or broken. I don't see or I don't view women's bodies as broken, but I know that's a common feeling that women have after they've had a baby. Um, Even young women who are like um, really sport intensive, even though this is not my field of um, focus, um, women who are really playing a lot of sport can experience some of these things in their bodies. And it's important that I think women understand that this isn't necessarily a time that we need to address these things. They can happen at any time in our life. And the tools that I then talk, I talk to women about, they carry for the rest of their life. So I also see women, you know, pre-birth, post-birth years down the track in their sixties, seventies and eighties, I'll also work with women, um, and it's it i think that also comes with i don't want to have surgery somebody's told me like my doctors told me that i need to have surgery i don't want to have surgery yeah. or um something like often women will contact me and say i don't know what i was feeling before but something just doesn't feel right um is that something that i can come to you about and sometimes it just means that the organs have sh- shifted through birth hormones carrying babies Um, stress, stress is a huge impact on the body and also impacts the tummy separation too. So if we do have some tummy separation, that can get worse. If we go through a big life event, like there's a huge loss or we lose our job or something is there, that stress is held in the body and can make those symptoms worse. So I really highly encourage women, if you're feeling any, also if you're feeling numbness, like if you're not feeling anything and you just want to feel like a reconnection and maybe not feel like your old self, but maybe feel like a new self. Like how do I want to feel as a mum now? You know, I I don't relate to my body. My body's different to before, but I actually don't know how to relate to my new body now. So that's another thing that women come to me for It's just like, I just need to reconnect to my body since birthing. Perhaps I've got some scarring tissue that's painful um or not healing well so there's a there's a big broad range there but they are all things that we all experience
0: yeah yeah and I think you bring up a great point too is this doesn't have to be you don't have to have had a baby right or been pregnant this can happen in other situations as well so there is a totally realm like of people out here to help you if you're feeling that you have one of these issues um I'm sure – I don't know. I can ask – it if you would mind, we could – I don't know, like a contact or they could contact me if people have questions about it. But Totally. And ask think, us to help along the way if you I, – I wouldn't mind. I'll provide my email on our show notes, but you can always reach totally. out if you have questions. Yeah.
1: So. I do a free 30-minute chat with women because, you know, I have women who contact me and say, oh, I just feel really awkward. I actually feel embarrassed to be asking this question. Are yeah. you someone that I can ask this? I'm like, this is – This is what I want women to be free in themselves. Just like I have a headache and a sore shoulder today is like I have this pain in my pelvis in this really weird place and I don't know what's going on there or something feels really different and I don't know what's wrong. And often women will actually carry some shame around not knowing. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happened there and I've never taken an interest before in my body and so now I don't even know what, is happening. And I feel embarrassed about that. And I just want women to know that wherever you're at in your journey, like you can fully know your body and and things can still happen. And I know that for myself, it's like, oh, you know, sometimes I've experienced things in my body. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want people to know about that because, you know, I'm a specialist in this area, but my body has been through what she's been through and has her own vulnerabilities. And we all have our own vulnerabilities in our body. And it's about understanding those that we can be really loving and support those vulnerabilities through whatever life experience we've been through, whether that's birth or something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And loving ourselves, right? Because that's so hard sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Totally. That's wonderful what you're saying there. Well, are we ready to dive into our book flight here? Let's dive in. Okay. All right. So I am so intrigued about the couple books that prudence has prepared for us today so let's jump in with the first book of the pairing today Mm -hmm.
1: so the first book is the red tent by anita damon and this book is a beautiful book written from the perspective of dinah in the old testament days and i first read this book very young in my womanhood life um and I've actually passed it on to my daughter, and she has thoroughly enjoyed it as well. She's twenty, and she read it when she was about sixteen. But it's a fictional story, and um, I come from like a, a Christian upbringing, and I, I really I actually followed this biblically, so I, you know, correlated the story, and some of it is fiction. A lot of it is fiction, actually, but it gives you the perspective of a woman and how, as women in these days, um, Dinah was raised by her four, like the four wives of Jacob. And so they would meet in the red tent for women's stuff, like menstruating and birthing babies and Mm -hmm. healing after having babies. And it's not just all beauty. It's about the challenges that came with the families of that time. It's about the challenges of being a woman, of, you know, what came through loss of pregnancy and miscarriage. And I think it's just a really beautiful depiction. Um, You know, there's so many little excerpts that I could share with you, like just of how it just takes you into the beauty of the spirit of a woman, like how, in some ways, I feel like we've lost that in our community. These in in this day and age, we've gained a lot of other things that they didn't have in that day and age as well. But that real connection and beauty, like there's one part of the book that talks about, and when I saw the red tent, like the joy that flowed into her heart, it's just like this place that they went to where they felt a togetherness, but they could also experience the sorrow and the grief in their body. So it's just like remembering it. I think it brought a remembering to my body of you know, we can't have the joy, we can't have all the highs without the lows, and we know that there are lows in our womanhood experience. And interestingly, I read this book a long time ago and my husband says to me when I'm having a little bit of a challenge or it might be, you know, premenstrual days, he's like, you just really don't need to go to the red tent, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where's the red tent? We need to get a red tent these days. <laughs> Um, and And you know, there a
0: circle of women in there that will love me too, all at the same time, exactly.
1: (laughs) All at the same time, so you know, it's really interesting that you know, I think that I know that there have been red tent movements since this book was written, but it is a really beautiful book. And I just lent it to someone who'd never heard of it a couple of weeks ago, and she was just so touched and moved by the broad array of emotions that the reader brings out through the lives of these women and what they all go through living in a community together and it really just speaks to us sharing as women sharing the highs and lows and it's a really really beautiful story to read like it just gets you in there it's really really beautiful
0: yeah i think that i've read this funny story about this book is i studied abroad in rome when i was in college and my roommates at the time, they read this book and we kind of all like were passing the English speaking books around amongst one another. And I, we left for the semester and I had not read this book yet. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to take it back to the States with me and I'll keep it. It stayed on my shelf probably for six more years. And my husband had joined the military by that point. So it was moving around with us. So it went from Rome to Chicago to Hawaii. (laughs) We were all over the place. And this book is moving around with me. And it finally took us getting back out to Italy. We moved to Italy with the military. And I was like, okay, this book has been wandering around with me enough. I need to pick it up. And I don't know why I never did. It just... I don't know. I feel like the end of the show, I have this quote about how books come into your life when you most need them. And I, I truly believe that. Totally. And this book, I just picked it up. I think after I'd had my son, we moved to Italy and I transitioned to being a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, it's time. It's time to read this. <laughs> and it was such a beautiful book. And having moved to Italy, like we were, re- I was really trying to create a community there. And it was just this beautiful book of kind of you know tying into what my life was happening at the same time we didn't go into the red tent in the community but trying to create this community of women of a support system in a foreign country you know and that was it really was poignant to my life at that moment Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. and yeah I we, we can create it in a different way you know Like I've just locally created a a group that's called Maidens, Mamas and Grandmothers. And it's literally just drawing women together of different generations to share their wisdom and their challenges. And we all have different resources at different times of our life. Like sometimes we just feel completely empty and, you know, we need the support of others. And sometimes we feel like we've got something to give. Um, and that, that really is translated in this book, like how women just have all these cycles. It, it, it you know, talks about the cycle of life, the cycle of menstruation and, and how women share that through the motherhood years of excitement and loss and frustration and sadness. And it's just a really beautiful journey to read.
0: Yeah. And I think I love that aspect of the community, right, of the age ranges of women, right? Because we all bring something to the table, no matter where we are at in our journey. And I think that is, is really important as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you. Do you have anything else you want to add about that one or?
1: Oh, let me see. No, I think that's, that's all.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, I think it just it's really about, you know, how it's a fictional story about women who lived their lives together during that time. And so if you're wanting to really connect to your innate being of a woman, the spirit of a woman, the cycles of a woman, it's a beautiful fictional story if you're wanting to, like, step away from all of that, you know, educational stuff that we can always read and that we're so good at as mums. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> always wanting to be a better mom. It's a beautiful story to read that also reconnects you into being a woman. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, thank you for that. So that was The Red Tent by Anita Diamant? Yes. Okay. All right. So and then what's your second book of the book flight today?
1: So the second book is Reclaiming Childbirth as a Rite of Passage, um, Weaving Ancient Wisdom with Modern Knowledge, and that's by Rachel Reed and i'm super blessed to know rachel reed personally she actually lives here on the sunshine coast oh, and so um yeah she's incredible she's um, a midwife and an author she's i'm um, very very educated in the field of birth and she wrote this book to really walk people through you know the the ancient wisdoms of childbirth and and bring a sense of understanding of what women have been through in the ages of time, how women got to where they are now with birth and um, really relying on external reinforcement all the time and kind of interweaving that ancient wisdom back in so that women can start to realise that they have so much wisdom and power, giving that power back to the woman so that she can make decisions within a world that has a lot of knowledge now about everything that's very different to the knowledge that they would have had thousands of years ago. Um, So it's really a beautiful book to read if you want some history of birth and understanding and craving that power back as a woman. Beautiful book to read um, if you're preparing for birth, Mm -hmm. particularly if you want to know how to navigate the hospital system and have your baby and still be in your power as a woman. Um, because at the end of the day, that is where we want the power to rest. It's not saying that birth, she's not saying that birth should be a certain way, but no matter what happens in the birthing experience, the, the, the power should always still rest with the woman. And I think many women walk away from birth not feeling that. So it's a really, really beautiful book to read if you've experienced a difficult birth and you're wanting to kind of reground yourself or if you're having a baby for the first time or you're just wanting to know more about the history of birth and how we got to where we are where birth is so medicalized yeah. um, and really get back to grassroots and trusting your body and knowing that your body just knows how to do this.
0: Yeah you and know? I would say a little plug here for anybody that is pregnant or if you're a first-time mom especially but seek out maybe classes where they could teach you some of these techniques where you do feel like you have some tools in your basket when you go into the birthing room. You're not going to want to be, and you'll be educated about some of these choices, these medical choices you may be making. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want to be facing that when you're in the birthing room. Like it's, it's too late to be able to make a rational decision. I mean, you could, but depending on how quickly things are going, It is hard to make a decision on something if you are completely unfamiliar with you know with what is going on and i would say more often than not the patients that i would see with like a chronic type pelvic pain were women that didn't feel empowered in the birthing room yeah yeah totally it's i think it's a huge benefit to you to feel like you could be your own advocate or your partner as well, right? Have them be educated so they can be your voice if you're not in the point to be able to do that. Um, but doing the education and doing the work during pregnancy before the delivery room, I think is a huge piece.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, and Rachel touches on this in the book is that from a young age as women, we're kind of, we're taught that, We're not taught that we are wise in ourselves, you know. We're taught that, you know, if you want information, you need to get it from outside of yourself. So you go to the doctor, you, you know, get advice from outside of yourself. And pregnancy isn't a medicalized condition and we are designed to birth. We are super fortunate to have all of the systems in place for when something does go wrong. But the innate understanding that, you know, there is so much wisdom inside of you that you're not being directed to is one thing that's really beautiful about this book is like bringing you back to you and understanding how birth actually works. So Rachel also talks about, you know, she goes through the process of birth and, and the different things to be mindful of. And it's just... It, it brings a woman home to herself, I think, in understanding that, yeah, you know, I can seek someone else's support, but I feel empowered about this. So, if something doesn't go the way that we had hoped, I have some kind of grounding in myself that I know that, you know, I did have some knowledge on board around this. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have feelings of disappointment and that can be a process to work through in itself. Um, but, yeah. There's some beautiful guidance in this book around, you know, coming back to your own wisdom in your body as a woman and that you are built to birth. Totally.
0: And I think even for my kids, they're young, but I'm like trying to encourage them, right? And and impress on them. Like our bodies are amazing in what they can (laughs) do. Like we don't automatically need to go to the thought of my body's broken if we have a slight sniffle, right? Like this is our body's protective mechanism and our body is amazing and it can heal itself. And yeah, so a whole, I mean, this isn't totally related to childbirth, but I've been thinking about like, how do I teach my kids that knowledge to go forward?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, that They trust yeah. their body. Yeah, totally. And, you know, the two books that I've talked about so far, I think are really important. If you're a, a mom who has a daughter or daughters and even sons, and you want to create a really... Impactful relationship where they are guided to trust in their own bodies, you have to model that first. Yeah. And so I know, like, it's really, really beautiful and so touching for me to see my daughter now come to me. And, you know, she, re- she recently said, you know, she doesn't know when and if she wants to have a baby, where she'll have the baby. She wants to have it at home, but she's also open to the fact that maybe that may not be the case based on her partner or whatever. But she's like, I want to learn all the things that we're not taught about. Have you got a book about, you know, this, this, and this? And like I could teach it all to herself, but I've got some really great resources. And I also know it in my body. And so one of the – some of the tools that I've used as a woman, she has come to me and she has said, Mom, teach me about this. And that's come through me having a sense of confidence and understanding about my own cycles and how birth should be and living that in my body, understanding where I'm vulnerable in my body, talking to her about where she could be vulnerable in her body, understanding her own cycles, understanding sexuality, understanding all of the processes of being a woman and having those open conversations. And I think these books that I've mentioned today really empower women to do that. So, if that is something that you want to incorporate into, you know, raising your little ones, it's never too young to start with them, you know, helping them to be aware. And it's the same with my sons. Like, I have three sons and, yeah, talking about relationships and intimacy and all that kind of stuff, it's quite hilarious, the conversations that we have. And they have lots of questions because I'm really open about my work and what I do and, they ask me about it they're a bit awkward and squeezy with my <laughs> answers sure. but um yeah these real these books are really beautiful in regards to building that connection with our
0: kids as well yeah I love that because it's it's something we ponder right as as parents it's something we think about like what do we want to give our kids for the future and this is definitely something that has crossed my mind so mm-hmm. but totally I, I love how that ties together mm-hmm. um Rachel is she? She's a midwife. You said. Mhm. Yeah, okay. So she, All right. Yeah,
1: she's a midwife and um, teaches at one of the local universities here
0: and an author. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's lovely. I have not heard of this book, but it sounds like it would be right up my alley. Yeah, it's very very beautiful. It only I
1: think it was released last year or the year before, so it's quite new on the market. Um, but it's it's made its way around the world very quickly based on referral and how wonderful it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: going to have to pick up a copy. I did read one other book, um, right before my, I had my last child and it was called made for this. And it was written by a doula. Actually, I don't know if you've read it. Um, but there was one part in there. It talked about how the baby has intuition as well, right? Like the baby is kind of sends the signal like, Hey, I'm ready to come out. And for me, there was always this moment of delivery where I'm like, I'm the only one that can get myself out of this, which seems really daunting. Mm -hmm. Like there's no, whether I had a doula or I had my husband or I had the midwife there, like it was, I'm the only one that can do this, which feels like a lot of pressure. But having read that book before my last delivery, like, no, the baby is smart too. Like the baby knows what they're doing. So that allowed me to be a little bit like towards the baby. Like I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl, so I couldn't attach that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, the baby has some intuition as well. And so it just allowed just a little bit of pressure to be ratcheted down um in the delivery room so i give this as a little uh it's uh made for this i'll include it in the show notes but i can't think of her name right now but she is a doula that wrote it and it's a very beautiful book as well yeah that would tie nicely with this
1: i haven't read that book but it sounds like a beautiful book and you nailed it like you know it doesn't matter what education we've had what what people have helped us understand birth, what books we've read, who we've got standing beside us, it comes down to us at the end. (laughs) And um, I distinctly remember, you know, having my fourth baby and just I had these visuals in my mind of images I'd seen of women. There wasn't all the social media back then, but I'd watched some videos of Russian women birthing and I was just like, feeling really frustrated because I wanted to be like them. They made it look like so beautiful and romantic. And and I remember the time that I just went, you need to put that image aside. You need to put everything aside and to surrender yeah. to exactly what's happening in your body right now. <laughs> and I just remember it like, it just took off from there. It was just, Yeah. I think we have so many imprints in our minds, in our bodies of what birth should look like yeah. um, and just being really surrendering to, to what it is actually happening in our bodies right here, right now. And that's a beautiful lesson we learned from birth for our whole Absolutely. motherhood. You know, we think what should mother look, what should motherhood look like? You know, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And it's a lot of pressure to put on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: As I'm secretly saying, like, don't do that. Don't give yourself that pressure. (laughs) (laughs) But easier said than done, right? (laughs) Totally. Totally. All right. So that one was Reclaiming Childbirth as a Rite of Passage by Rachel Reed. And then what is our last book of the pairing today?
1: So the last book I'd like to show you or share with you is The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. And I was actually shown this book by my beautiful mother-in-law and she was just sharing this with me because she does lots of alternative different types of healing and for herself. And this book is about how to release trapped emotions in your body that could be causing certain behaviours or certain um, heaviness, illness, um, pain in your body and understanding that every experience we go through is sitting in our body on a cellular level every emotion that we feel if if it hasn't been able to freely pass through it through us and we get kind of stuck in the process it can be resting in our bodies so when it comes to pelvic health i actually picked up this book and i started using it for myself and it's very much about a simple muscle testing process that you use um, so if you know a little bit about kinesiology and testing sure. muscles and understanding, so you're basically asking yourself, it's a, it's a book written for every human on the face of the planet who wants to learn how to release emotions in their own body. So, so, cool. yeah, it, it taught me to retrust in my body because I used to do this myself. Um, just kind of taught myself to test, you know, my vitamins or anything like that. Um, And it's based on, you know, that that we have energy and magnetism in our body and we can trust our body to say yes or no to things that we ask our body. And so I was reading the book and then my husband was kind of going off to the mines to work and he would have an ailment that would be pretty bad when he left here, like a really sore hip or something. And he'd say, can you work on me while I'm driving eight hours to the mines? And he would get there and have this incredible Healing done in his body, he would get out the other end, and he would be yeah. feeling amazing. Or he would call me after work one day after a twelve-hour shift and say, "I'm experiencing this. Could you do some of that stuff that you do?" <laughs> so it can be done on ourselves. But the beautiful thing is, um, kinesiology can be done through distance, and energetic work can be done through distance. So I was like, "I'm going to read this book and really start to like implement this with women that I'm working with," and it became. You know, If you read this book with an interest in something that you're wanting to heal in your own body, it's very, very powerful. And it brings you home in your body in really trusting yourself. You can't use it if you don't trust yourself, right? True. So if you don't trust your body to give you a clear yes or no, you can't it's, – it's, it's difficult to use the principles of this book. But at the same time, if you can open yourself up just enough to be like – okay, let's just play with this. Like, let's just do a little experiment. I really encourage anybody to pick this book up and read it and see what you can come up with because not only did it be really powerful for me, um, my mother-in-law showed me this book and actually did it on me and then I started doing it for myself and then did it on my husband and now I use it for, you know, hundreds of women and women globally online. I, I use it via distance. So where you can take what's in this book. I used to be a body talk practitioner as well. So trusting the body to give us information and tell us, you know, what's stored in the body, what in what organs and what part of our body are we feeling kind of trapped um, in ourselves. And I also use like compassionate dialogue when I'm working with women about understanding how experiences that we've been through are still resting there. This is a beautiful portal for that. If you're if you've never done any kind of work like this, it's a lovely way to start and it's it's explained really, really clearly and um, you can take it as big or as small as you
0: want. Yeah. Oh, I'm like secretly inside. I'm like, oh, this sounds so exciting. I'm like, One, need to go pick this up. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like it'd be, I'd just be geeking out over it. Like it'd be so cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I know, like, I started fairly young with my kids because I was a body talk practitioner back when they were young. So they understood that what we think and feel in our brain translates into our body. So if we're feeling fight or flight in our body, we can help the brain to integrate that process by simple tapping. And this book teaches using a magnet, like just taking the magnet down the the meridian of the spine and that clears the emotion in our body. And so, um, you know, You can use it on your children. It's so safe and so simple. And if you trust the process and trust the answers that are coming up, it can give you so much insight and lessen the resistance to experiences that might be scary, like to talk about. Like when I'm working with um, my clients, I always say to them, you don't actually have to tell me your story for us to do this work. I literally ask your body. And you can do that, like you can have a conversation with yourself without actually having to talk to a therapist about the emotions that are trapped in your body. So it's pretty awesome. And then the things that can show up, people are like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? It's like, well, I don't know that. It's just a simple transfer of energy and I'm just being a portal for your body, testing it on my body, and now we're going to clear it. So there's no ruminating that goes on like when we normally have a – difficult experience and then we kind of think it over and over and wonder why and what can I do to change all that kind of stuff it's simple bringing up the emotion clearing it and then you just test if it's cleared yes it's done and that's it so it's a really really beautiful book to read for anybody to use
0: I'm thinking too even like you said like this would revolutionize my practice like I was taught so much in all of my pelvic floor classes of if you're going to be doing internal work and you're going to be someone that's maybe has some trauma in their past, um, make sure they have a mental health provider that they have access to because you don't want to go clearing things that you, and again, as a physical therapist, I have not trained in the world of mental health that you are not trained to help them with. At, but mm-hmm. this sounds like something that would have revolutionized my practice along the way, right? Of like you said, they're not going to be ruminated. They don't necessarily need to go down that path. You're more just addressing it at the level of the tissue. which
1: Totally. That's so true. So when I'm working online with women, we'll talk about their experience if they want to, but then I also just use this technique to actually clear things. So I, I ask women to actually start to have very gentle, compassionate conversation with themselves and what comes up. I can be clearing that at the same time. So you can use it in, you know, I've kind of come up with my own ways of using it. When I do internal work with women, I use it quite a meditative process of helping them connect to trauma in their bodies and to experiences that they're feeling in their bodies, the somatic sensations that they're feeling. So if they're feeling a sensation, but they can't put a word to it, I can quickly just like test the protocol and see what's actually resting in that. Um, that's feeling a bit stuck. And when we do go through really big experiences, we can create heart walls, which they also talk about in the book that we then set up like a bunch of trapped emotions that become like a heart wall that protect us. And through protecting ourselves, we have certain coping mechanisms that come into play. And so Yeah, as you know, there's a whole heap of physical elements to pelvic care, but there's also a lot of emotional things, emotional coping strategies that women have around what they feel in their bodies as women that we need to kind of also pay attention to and and help alleviate in their body.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. It really resonates with me for sure. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So anything else about that one? Um no, I think it's okay.
1: very very simple. It's um it's actually the forward is written by Tony Robbins, so it's um it's a highly like it's it's a book that's been highly recommended, sure. and I'm actually amazed that more people don't know about it. I do have women coming to my clinic sometimes and go, oh, you've got that book, but I don't hear people talk about it so much. So whether you know people feel afraid to step into that but I really encourage people to just step into it like a big experiment like it's just like what am I going to find out about myself here don't be afraid of what your body can tell you
0: yeah and I love yeah. that it's giving you some tangible things here because I've read other books right about the emotions being trapped in the body but it was more just like this happens mm-hmm. and not a protocol to address it so I love that this would be like the next step to that
1: it's very simple it's just got like one page of emotions and it shows you very simple ways and i actually out of all the ways that they show you to muscle test i use the most simplest version because that's what works for me and it keeps me hands free off my client when i'm you know doing things or i'm online so there's a bunch of different ways that you can integrate this work based on what actually feels good for you
0: oh yeah all right. Well, that was the Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. Mm-hmm. Let's really quick. We'll jump into our speed questions. Here real quick for the bonus pairings. Where is your favorite place to read? Oh, my favorite place to read would probably be
1: on my bed. I okay. love I love reading on my bed and at the age of 44, I probably should be reading with a really bright light, but I do love to read with a soft, gentle light right beside me. For yeah, as long it sounds as I like can.
0: ending your day, right? Like it's so ending your day you need the soft light. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yep. And then what is one book that you have read that has changed your life?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I think The Red Tent changed my life. It reconnected me to being a woman um and helped me to experience the miracle of being a woman. Um, I think innately, I have always been slightly inquisitive, but I feel like women carry a you know a sense of oppression in their bodies, that we are supposed to in some way carry pain. Um, but it can also be a beautiful wonderment and a, a joy to be a woman. and passing that on to, women around me and to my daughter and to my sons, you know, the way that they see being a woman. The Red Tent just helped me to actually get back to the primal state of who we are as women and what's so beautiful about it and how even though it may not all look amazing, it is so beautiful. It's the miracle of life. We can, that's what we have access to is this beautiful portal of creation inside of us, whether that be through a human a little human that we bring into the world or would that be through projects that we're creating? Like we have a portal to incredible creativity in our bodies as women and it's awakened when we are awake as women, when we are struggling in ourselves. It dampens down and our creativity dampens down. So I think that book really opened my world into my capacity as a woman and what I can achieve.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Are you a re-reader? Oh,
1: not really. Um, but I am going to reread the the Red Tent very soon. <laughs> My daughter is a re-reader. I, I know I've talked about her a little bit on this podcast, but she is very inspirational for me because we're very different and very the same. But she'll read a book like ten times, and I'm just in amazement. But for myself, no. I'm not a (laughs) (laughs) re-reader.
0: I'm not either, really, due to time constraints. (laughs) Yes, totally. (laughs) All right. And then last question here. What are you reading next? That's a really good question. I have
1: uh, an array of books that I've had um, a book, uh, an author called Diana Richardson, who's amazing. She has written an array of books about intimacy and I've am i recently just realized that she has a few new books out and I have ordered them all and they've all arrived. And so I'm slowly making my way through. She's written, I read the one for women years ago and it was transformational for me. And now there's one for men and there's one for teenage kids as well and there's one about feelings and emotions and the different between feelings and emotions in our body and so yeah that's next on the list is all of her beautiful new books
0: perfect well thank you so much for your time today and your sharing your expertise with us I think this is absolutely incredible what you've talked about today and I cannot wait to share this episode with our listeners it is my absolute pleasure thank you so much for the opportunity to share you're welcome Thank you so much for listening to Prudence Todd and I in our discussion today on her Beauty of Womanhood book flight. We'd love to hear what other books you would pair with this book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers. So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show, so if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said... I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.